Hey y'all, it is I, Rakilla Dene of RakillaDene.com. Military spouse, homeschooling mom, communication stylist, and encouragement extraordinaire. Welcome back to the couch. So today, and this is something that I'm walking through currently in the season of life, trusting my own truth. We can trust what our parents say. We can even trust what our friends say. We can trust in what Google says, but do we trust our own truth? Whether that's what feels true to us, what experience has taught us to be true, or do we negate that? Do we ignore the still small voice inside of us, prompting us to sometimes do the hard thing or walk down the lonelier path simply because maybe it doesn't feel right? Maybe it doesn't look the way you want it to look. Or maybe that's not what the general consensus says, and being a people pleaser for a really long time makes it hard to trust yourself. If your answer is C, welcome to the club. But there's hope. See, what I'm learning is that those opportunities to walk down the lonelier path or go through the darker door, those are the opportunities that God has been creating to get us out of the people pleasing Because those people don't lie on the other end of those choices. And that still small voice inside of us, while it's saying go left, what it's really saying is be courageous, be brave enough to follow me. It's hard. I have no Yoda-like wisdom to give you the encouragement to trust your truth. I don't. Because, honey, I am literally in the midst of having to, one, not only learn how and practice it, but two, work it out. All I can promise is that we on this path together. If you should so choose the lonelier path or the darkened doorway, because see what I've learned and what I am recognizing for myself is that after years, and when I say years, I can go back and say probably a smooth 32 years of my 37, I've known what it is to ignore the voice in my body and in my heart to do what my mind is telling me to do. Now, I don't know that we've ever gone over this, but I have three degrees, all those degrees. And I got those three degrees because I was told that was what I was supposed to do my entire life. You go to college, you get a good job. And by the time I got to the point of getting degrees, if I'm being perfectly honest, I got them off the sheer rage that was inside of me about an opportunity that was taken away from me in high school. And so I graduated over and over and over again because I felt like I needed to prove something. I felt like a truth had been taken away from me. And so I wanted to follow this path of accomplishment. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting degrees. There's nothing wrong with not ever having gone to college. There's nothing wrong with having a GED and being proud of it, but it's our motive. See, what makes it hard to trust our truth is the underlying motive to please other people or to be accepted by other people or to gain the approval of other people. It's all external. And what do we know about external circumstances? They stay changing. The weather, if you live in the South, honey, you might get summer, fall, and winter in the same day. It's always changing. 
Other people's needs and wants and desires are always changing. The projections that they give us based on how they see themselves are always changing. So making choices and choosing paths that we think will lead to all of this acceptance really is only leading us to assimilation and to assimilate, to fall in line while it might feel safe and comfortable once you've done it, it requires changing yourself. And there will be times where we have to change and adapt, but fundamentally who we are as God's creation, the way that he made us, that doesn't have to be changed. And if it does, in order to maneuver and move and fit in, you're in the wrong space, my dear. See, I've always been a glitter is a color kind of girl. Neons are neutrals. Leopard is the new black. Why choose one color when you can choose many? When I would get dressed, if I could find the colors in nature, all those colors could go together in an outfit. That was my rationale. I was bright and bold and loud because that's how God made me. But a few, why are you so loud? Or why is your outfit so bright? Or did you have to do all of that? compiled over years and years and years, I would have moments where I would trust my truth, but I swallowed it in order to function in a way that felt normal, in order to be a part of spaces and feel comfortable. But listen, to be comfortable is a silent killer. Oh, what a beautiful place it is when you can be comforted when we are choosing the hard things, walking the lonelier roads, trusting that when we pick our feet up, a step will be there even though we can't see it. See, that's where God comforts. That's where he can be comforting. That's where he can hold us, just us, in all of our vulnerability. And we can be fulfilled in knowing that we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. But see, over there where it's comfortable, over there where we have to assimilate, we can't even hear his voice anymore because that small voice of the Holy Spirit that was inside of us saying, pick the other way. Well, now it's being drowned out by all that other noise, the noise of what we need to continue to be or how we have to continue to strive or what everybody else wants. My friend, trust your truth, because what I am learning is that as you trust your own truth as God gives it to you, other people are not going to see it. So seeking out their validation changes whether or not you believe the promise that he has in store for you. The day before Thanksgiving, my little sister and I, um, as part of our sisterly tradition, when we're together, we get tattoos. Now, our sister's story is a whole conversation, and I'm going to save it till she's here because, again, some stories are not just mine. But this was our second sister tattoo, and we decided to get new beginnings tattooed on the top of our shoulders in a mirror image, meaning when we look at each other's tattoos or when other people look at our tattoos, it seems backwards. But when we look at ourselves in the mirrors individually as women, we are reminded of new beginnings. Now, look, we were not prepared. It came from an inside joke over a night of fun between the two of us. But what has happened is that as we have really sat with what God has for us in these next seasons of life, 
And as I have sat with the type of woman I want to be, and I look at that tattoo, I hear that small voice inside of me saying, you never considered the end that would have to come in order to receive the beginning. Sit with that for a minute. Oftentimes, we want to do the things that are going to get us where we want to be the fastest. And God don't really work like that. Sometimes he'll move so that overnight life changes. And to be fair, in the midst of a moment, a second, he could change our entire lives. He could give us a phone call for a job we didn't apply for, making more money than we could imagine. He could touch a heart or a computer system, and we call to pay a bill and the balance is paid off. His ways and thoughts are higher than ours. But when we put ourselves in position to please the masses, we lose the opportunity to trust our own truth. The way the Lord speaks to me and the way he shows me the world and the way he opens himself up to me are not the same for you. Every day we see the sun rise and set on time like clockwork since he said, let there be. We trust that truth. So why is it so hard to trust our own? For me personally, I was taught at a very young age not to trust my truth. I did not know what was best for me. I was not believed. What I wanted, the desires of my heart, were put aside to perform. And then as I got older and I went through traumatic experience, I learned what it was to escape. My mind became so great at helping my body escape what was happening in that moment. And so even now, as I look back over young adulthood and my 30s, y'all, if I'm being totally honest, when I look back at earlier this year or quarantine, I see where my brain, as beautiful as it was in helping me cope and survive all of that trauma, is so conditioned to telling my body, I I don't feel that. Do this. I, I don't pay attention to that. Do this. Well, when we choose the path that leads to where God has us to go, that may not be full of cheerleaders or happy moments and may include tears and sweat and hardship, our bodies start to sense that. And our minds, or at least mine, will say, nope, danger ahead, go this way. Go where there's lights and people and sounds because we can be comfortable over there. We can manage that over there. Oh, but God never leads us down a path to destruction. And he will never allow us to be forsaken. So really, we miss out on so many beautiful opportunities to be in fellowship with ourselves and him when we take the road that's more traveled. I wish I had some sage advice on how to encourage yourself as you go down that road. No, be with the Lord, read his word and take the steps. That's all I got because that's all I'm doing. And there are some days where sometimes I just stand still. I hear that voice saying, take the step and I'm not trying to work in disobedience. But the very creator of heaven and earth also knows us too. And he doesn't love us in spite of us. He loves us because we are us. And all of our raggediness 
Because I don't know about you, but I raggedy, honey. I am 1987 Honda with the seatbelt that still moves when you open the door. Bumper been hit a few times. Windshield has a crack in it. The airbag may or may not work. Raggedy. And he sees me as more precious than anything in this world. He loves me because he sees my value even when I can't. So when I stumble or when I come to a halt, he knows, he knows why. I don't have to explain it to him. But at this point, this day forward, I'm not turning back. I'll disappoint whoever I have to disappoint to follow my truth. I will go against the grain. I will walk alone. I will cry my tears silently and let my father wipe them. If it means following the truth of what he has for me, regardless of how it looks to the outside world, doing my best to negate the logical protection of my mind. Because if y'all haven't figured it out by now, she knows how to think. (laughs) If there's one thing I am a champion in, it's thinking. I can think, overthink, overanalyze, work on plans A through C, and then start on D just in case the first three fail. The problem with that is that by doing all of those things and preparations, while I'm making all those other plans, it's hard to execute A. It's hard to be present in A. It's hard to test plan A if you're making all the other ones. It's the same when it comes to trusting our truth. I can't trust my truth and listen to somebody else's. I can't trust my truth and receive the condemnation of other people. I can't trust my truth and focus on what might be over there. I can't trust my truth and still yearn for what I'm having to leave behind. See, that's what happened to the children of Israel. They was in Egypt crying, begging for 400 years, and God delivered them. They walked through the Red Sea. They saw the Egyptian army get sucked up and they got to the other side like, phew, all right, we made it. Hallelujah. Then on their journey, oh, wait a minute. We had comfortable beds in Egypt. Ooh, we didn't have to do all this walking in Egypt. Ooh, the food tastes different in Egypt. Oh, wait a minute. And that murmuring is the reason why a a 12, 13 day journey caused them 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. I don't want to wander anymore. I've wandered too many years of my life. Friend, you have wandered for too many years of your life because we hold on so tight to what we know. But see, freedom, freedom comes in trusting the truth that God puts inside of us, that his plan for us to prosper is available, even though it might mean the path to getting there is rough and difficult. Before this season that I'm in kicked off, In the physical world, it started in my spirit life. And I distinctly remember it was December 3rd, and I'm watching the sunrise over Mount Rainier. And I said, God, you know, in your word, you promised me some things. And I started listing them off. And I mean, I said it with my whole chest. It was not a docile, oh, my Lord, you've promised. No, Jesus. (laughs) Yo daddy promised me a few things and I'm just listing them off one after the other. And I said, so either you're a liar or you're going to deliver these things because right now I don't have them. And I know you don't lie. And I know you've never lied. So I'm a wait. Fast forward to a couple of weeks ago 
I sat back and was having a moment because trusting my truth right now is difficult. And I was sad and I was down. And the Lord said, now, see, I gave you the promises. I held up my end of the bargain. I have shown you I am true. You tested me and I proved myself to be faithful to you. But now I'm testing your character. Are you going to be like my other children in times past where when I delivered them from Egypt, they still cry for it and try to find ways to create Egypt in the freedom that I've given them? Or are you going to trust me? Not making your own plans, not imagining your own way, but trusting that I know the desires of your heart, even the ones you haven't spoken out loud, and that I am faithful and just to deliver those things to you when you trust me. Y'all, I had to get up. (laughs) I had to get up. I had to wipe my tears. I put on some praise and worship, and I had to remind myself that I'm living in the manifestation, not even of a whole prayer of my words. Just like when God said, let there be light, and it was so. He's been faithful since the beginning of time. And he loves me enough to speak to my heart and to prepare a way for me. How can I not trust that? This world is fickle and ever changing and so untrustworthy and will suck us in and destroy the very spirits that God wants to use inside of us. Don't let it. So many of us have social media, television, movies, the images of what beauty is in a woman, the image of what a wife is to a husband, the image of who we should be as women in this world. We can't tailor ourselves to those messages because they're not true. They're ever-changing. But our father, he's real. My daddy, he don't change. He has been steady, steadfast, and unmovable. He has been everything that he has said I can be. He has been the perfect role model. So I'm going to trust my truth. I'm not taking any more polls from my homegirls unless it's over shoes. Now listen, because sometimes you need a little help. And sometimes I just need somebody else to tell me that I don't need to let Target tell me what I need. But when it comes to the truest choices of my life, to walking into who I desire to be and who I feel like God created me to be, There's going to be no more Google searches. Now, that'll be a whole nother episode. But yes, I've done it. Because when you haven't learned how to trust yourself, you're always looking to somebody else. So, friends, because while I'm talking to you, I'm really encouraging myself. Will you trust your truth? Will you try God on his promises and then be steadfast when he starts to test your character? I'm going to tell you now, if you join me out here, On this journey, it's not easy, nor is it always enjoyable. But I know, friend, I know it'll be more beautiful than anything we could have ever imagined on the other side. And that's enough. That's enough. So until next time, see ya.